Why don't you take your lively chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? I'm starting to get scared. I'm starting to get scared. I guess that means I won't get to see you go through puberty. I will snatch every motherfucker birthday. Welcome back to Steven Destroy, the podcast where we're watching every Steven Seagal movie. So you don't have to, ostensibly. Uh, uh, here's something fun. I'm James. I- I'm Dylan. And uh, this week we're talking The Keeper, 2009 directed by Keone Waxman, the first of nine collaborations between him and Steve. Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. Um let's let's get the let's get let's get something out of the way real quick. Yeah. Uh last week <laughs> it got a little it got a little out of hand things went a little off the rails last week if i'm if i'm being honest i think last week might have been really the one where we really just kind of broke last week was um uh a problem it was not and it was not a good episode of well you know yeah it was not it was not a good episode of steven destroy i'll say that it was it was not even an episode of steven destroy um and we've taken the listener response and uh, the network's feedback, uh-huh. and um, we're gonna we're gonna kind of get back into to what people are here for this week. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get right back into the um, the kind of classic Stephen Destroy feel that the listeners are looking for. And that the, uh, you know, the suits, the suits want us to <laughs> make more of. Yeah. Uh, they want us to keep reeling in all the big money that, uh, that Stephen Destroy makes. And we got, do a regular Stephen Destroy show. We got two experimental last week and the week before with Among the Living. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think that, you know, I personally... Am am ready? Um, I I uh, if you hear a can cracking this week, it's a a nice uh, sparkling water beverage. Maybe even an apple juice, although those I guess aren't usually in cans. No, uh, I I said that as preface as I do quite literally have a sparkling water. <laughs> oh, wonderful. that I forgot to crack prior okay. to starting the record. And no brewskis this week. <laughs> I knew if I said it this week. <laughs> we're getting back we're getting back to classics <laughs> it might it might have sent the wrong message yeah fair enough um well you know uh i i can tell the listeners as much as it pains me to say it uh you know you might not be hearing much from fridge chat uh or uh barber chat uh or any of the other things we talked about in the last couple episodes uh not yeah. likely to return in the near future yeah, we have strict notes that we aren't allowed to say the S word anymore. Those uh, came down from on high, pretty pretty harsh. No more S words. <laughs> or uh, Steven Destroy is about to lose its budget. 
I'm gonna be real. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about, but I agree. Okay. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Well, unfortunately, I can't. I can't yeah, yeah, say the word to explain. But the best yeah. word, you know, the uh, cast, the kind of cast, you know, like, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like the affectionate term that you might have for a very small, small boy or a girl. I think you, it's. I think it's a gender neutral term, actually. Yeah. Look, have you co- have you caught on to what I'm saying yet, dude? I'm dumb as hell. I actually don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm the dumbest person you've ever met. Uh, I, I can't I can't put together things like what you're describing. Oh yeah, like well, you know, you got if a little kid comes up, and you're like, oh hey, how's it going? And then you know you might call them this name <laughs> based on their size. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I figured it out. I know where we are. I figured it out. <clears throat> okay, uh, so back to the show. Yeah, back to the show. We're talking about the Keeper this week. We're talking about the Keeper this week. And, you know, this is a big turning point. Because we're being introduced to Mr. Waxman and Seagal's collaborations. And this is going to set a tone for almost... Close well, it's gonna set a tone for close to half of the movies that we have left to watch for this show. Yeah. And uh as I'm I'll go first. That's fine. I'm fine mm. with that. Me too. Um I'd say that uh the keeper is uh one of the one of the better ones, just uh I, in general. I no, think. I I definitely agree. I think it's um for especially for the direct to DVD, I think yeah. it's definitely up there. I think that f- this could really be a theatrical release. As yes, a- yeah, actually, um, I I agree with that. Um, it, yeah, I mean it sucks, but <laughs> I've seen some really bad movies in the theater. So if you had like uh, basically anybody you know that could bring this movie. To theaters then i really think i really think that you know it could have it could have gone to the big screen and no one would have gone to see it and it would have made no money and it would have been a huge flop but i think it could have gone to the big screen yeah i think that the line between theat like late era theatrical seagal and direct to dvd seagal is pretty heavily blurred here i think that mm-hmm. If you had put this up against like Exit Wounds and told me one of them was direct to DVD and one of them wasn't, I'd have a tough time picking which one was which. Yeah, Exit Wounds obviously theatrical because it has like big name people in it. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, like if you know, if I wasn't aware of like Right. Know, no, I, I get what you mean. I mean, that's yeah. sort of kind of part of my point. It's weird cuz he does still do, you know, direct to DVD movies with people who you recognize. Mhm. Definitely not getting that here. A lot of these performances really bad. Yeah, there are some pretty poor uh, acting performances in this, like, in this movie. Really bad. But it it looks like a real movie. Yeah. It's very competently shot. I mean, it's like functional. You know, there's nothing like impressive about any moment of this movie. Yeah. But I think we're definitely at a stage where a movie just being purely functional is kind of a like noteworthy a noteworthy positive yeah oh yeah definitely 
Um, and and you, you could tell right away, basically. I, I mean, almost right away. The opening credit sequence with uh, just like the electronic music and the like overhead shots of L.A. Um, I, you know, I was a little worried. I was a little yep. worried. I didn't know what, what to make of it. Um, and then also, I don't know if this is just um, the copy of the, the film that we have access to. Uh, but the sound sucks. It's so, so quiet um, and then really loud sometimes. So I don't know if that's just the mixing for the movie or whatever. But like, again, these were like bad signs right out of the gate. And then the first scene happened and I was like, hey, look at this. A movie. Yeah. And and that was enough for me, uh, honestly. From from fucking Driven to Kill last week, um, I, I just the sight of like, a, a, oh, a movie? I was very excited, um, and I there was a moment here in the beginning where I was like getting kind of worried that it might be like an okay movie, and then it 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 fell off and like kind of went into madness for a little while. But uh, I had I actually had some hope for like ten minutes or so of this movie. I had a re- I had a really good time watching some of this movie. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> and, and not of you know of course, relative. Although I think everything has been so abysmal recently, we haven't even been pulling out the relatives because there's been nothing <laughs> yeah. to relatively compliment. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it kind of, not nearly to the same degree, but in the same way that, like, you're a joy and out for justice. You know, I had, I had a similar vibe. Again, not comparable to, like, how much I was enjoying it. But I definitely was just, like, I was along for the ride and I wasn't hating every second of it. And I wasn't watching the clock, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it, it is just wild enough. It could be wilder, but it's not like, I don't know. So wild that I just glaze over and I stop ingesting the information. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And so I guess I kind of, uh, uh, led us up a little bit to this first scene. So why don't we, uh, why don't we do something we haven't done in a few weeks and <laughs> uh, start going through this movie? Yeah, let's break it down. Yeah. Um. So the opening, the entire like first ten fifteen minutes of this movie, totally weird, pointless, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I I I paused the movie. Uh, ten. I think it was uh, eleven minutes in, and I went like went downstairs to, like get a snack or something. And uh, I remember l- lamenting to my roommate, who was like vaguely aware of what we do up here. <laughs> um, and I was like, "Man, I got eleven minutes into the Steven Seagal movie, and my my hopes were up, uh, but they kind of just crammed a whole movie <laughs> in, into the first eleven minutes of this of this other movie." <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I, that's that, that's my, my main point here. It's like this is like a whole ass movie here for the first ten minutes that we get like the the plot points of. Yeah, it like functions almost like a James Bond cold open where we're just like going on a separate adventure, mm-hmm. and then the movie starts. Yeah, but I guess it's like Steven's backstory. So Steven and a par- his partner, they are uh, they're cops, LAPD partner trevor johnson and uh, one thing that i will say about this movie is while i did have to look up trevor johnson's name i remember a good amount of these character names 
Oh, do you? I actually like don't, but that, <laughs> it's like a, it's a completely random like week to week thing for me on whether I pay attention to the names or not. Yeah. Well, Steven plays Roland Salinger. <laughs> a great name. Pretty good. Uh, one of the better ones we've had in a few weeks, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and him and Trevor Johnson are busting up what I assume is like uh, drug dealers are in a hotel room and they're just counting money. And, you know, why else are you counting all that that money, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and also, like, the, these movies aren't creative enough for it to be anything else. It's either going to be, like, drugs or, I don't, I don't know. Or more drugs. More drugs, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're either doing, you're either selling drugs or you're, like, a uh, hitman. Yeah. But they, they raid these drug dealers. There is a, a weird moment... <laughs> as they approach the door where the partner Trevor like goes to knock on it. And he just does this gentle little baby tap. So tap, 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 tap. And (laughs) the assumption for me was that it was going to be like, um, I don't know, because no matter what, it's still not police, police, police procedure to, to like, go in there they even say in the movie like in dialogue that they don't have a warrant but i assumed that him doing that very light tap was like some like you know loophole like oh i knocked and the door was open or something or whatever i don't know yeah uh, but then steven immediately is just like <laughs> you call that a knock that's no knock this is a knock he's doing like a crocodile dundee thing and he yeah kicks the door open yeah, it's, I, it's, I, it's great, yeah. <laughs> I guess they just put that little tap in there just so Steven could be, like, a, the, the the comparable badass. Um, right. And then we get, like, a pretty standard action scene. It's, like, you can follow it. I mean, it's certainly not thrilling by any means. But, you know, it's, it's decipherable. Yeah. Um, you get some of Steven's greatest hits. He, uh flips a shotgun around to shoot somebody one of his yep. favorite uh one of his favorite things yeah he uh snaps an arm pretty yeah. uh, pretty unpleasantly pretty yeah pretty gruesome um but they they kill all these dudes and steve <laughs> so here's here's a question because i think i may be misremembering this uh-huh does steven just sit down on the couch <laughs> while they have this conversation yeah, he does. He just he okay. just pops he just pops a squat. Um, yeah. yeah, and and so as we get into what what it is they're about to say to each other, I I I did and did not keep track of the motherfuckers this week mm-hmm. because I wrote down every time it happened, but I didn't write down the final tally. So we're just gonna have to do that as we go. There are two motherfuckers, okay. two motherfuckers in this scene, uh, and they're right. both really they're both really good. One, two. <laughs> um but yeah it's two pretty good motherfuckers in this scene uh not gonna lie yeah so trevor's like there's two million dollars here you know we got to take some of this money steve and steven's like no no (laughs) no 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 (laughs) that's not ours we can't take that that's against the law he's basically just kind of like dude really come on man well, he says, uh, motherfucker, I thought I knew you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Trevor Johnson shoots him in the chest. Yeah, he does. 
And Trevor I, Johnson goes rogue, man. Trevor Johnson shoots Steven in the chest, and he's like sprawled out on this couch. And I don't, I don't know about you, but I fucking cackled. I thought it was so fucking funny. Just, and I think what it is, and it's all. <laughs> It's the same thing later because uh, later on Steven's in the hospital and he's like laying in his hospital bed. And there's something about these scenes and these shots of Steven because he acts so rarely. Like it's so rare that he will actually act in any of these movies that him having to lay still and pretend to be dead is like the only acting he ever does. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh... Yes. <laughs> so I didn't know what I was going to say there. It's just, there's, it's just good. Yeah. There's something really good about him just laying there perfectly still. Just pretending to be dead. I don't know. It, it was it was really... Uh, I really got a kick out of it. Yeah. So he uh, Trevor calls calls it in uh, and says that you know they shot Steven, the drug dealers, during the bust. And he goes downstairs where the ambulance is taking Steven away. <laughs> And he's talking to a, another cop, and it's oh, it's it's so good. So, uh, Trevor, Trevor's just like, oh, I I can't believe he's gone. And this other cop's just like, he he has a pulse, Trevor. He's alive. And Trevor's just like, no, he he can't be. I saw him take his last breath. Like obviously. Like unhappy and freaked out about it, and this other cop's just like, "Yep, miracles happen, Trevor." Yeah, let's hope this is one of them. He says, "Yeah, it's well, really good." So Stephen, he he's in the hospital, yes, and uh, very some real hard to kill vibes. Not not as yeah. unpleasant, not as good a beard, but no beard uh, at all. No beard at all. But it felt like a real hard to kill throwback. Um, this woman comes in to see Steven and says, they're together, as she says to the nurse, like you definitely do when you go in to see your partner in the hospital. You just say, oh, we're together. Yeah, but he's with me. <laughs> uh, they're talking about like how they don't know if he'll regain consciousness or not. And uh, Trevor Johnson has come to finish the job and like walks past the hospital room where Steven is, but sees that the woman and a nurse are in there. And Steven like opens his eyes to see this dude walk past. Yeah. This was a, a very bizarre thing for me because they continue to talk about Steven having no brain activity. Yep. And Steven being in a coma and they don't from they the don't know if he will scene. they don't <laughs> yeah. know if he will have permanent brain damage or not yeah and from the previous scene we know a steven is constantly opening his eyes yeah. throughout the part where he is dead and this is not me like ragging on his acting they specifically do shots from his perspective of like blurred vision looking at trevor johnson mm -hmm. uh uh doing his crimes and um and so, yeah, and, and not only did he, like, Stephen, like, shoots awake when, yes. when, when Trevor Johnson, like, walks by his hotel room. He's, he, like, eyes fully open, fully alert, and he's like, all right, I'm going to close my eyes again so yeah. that, like, people don't know. He is pretending <laughs> to be in a coma, somehow fooling all these medical professionals. Yes. Nobody in this hospital has caught on to the fact that Stephen is not in a coma and is completely functioning. 
Yeah. He he is completely functioning. Um, there's a really good shot where the woman, Steven's girlfriend, is like a couple feet away from the bed. I mean, she's like close to it, but she's at least like two feet away from that bed. And then we get a close up of Steven's hands where she's like rubbing his hands. But then it cuts back and she's still like two feet away again. And it makes it look like this woman's got just one giant arm. <laughs> That she has reached across the whole room. <laughs> I like that. That's 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 a good part of this movie. Uh, but so they they leave, and Trevor comes in. And he thinks Steven's unconscious, and um, there's a really there's another really good part where the girlfriend's leaving. She's also a cop. <laughs> and, of course. Yes, of course. And she's leaving the hospital, and she like looks at her purse. It's <laughs> just like, oh shoot, I left it. And um, I don't know about you. I immediately knew that what she had, had lost was her gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I if I, if I recall correctly, it does show Stephen taking the gun and like hiding it under his blanket. Oh, I I must have missed that then. Wow. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah Stephen takes it and hides it under his blanket, continuing Wait, what? his 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 not being brain dead uh thing steven steven literally like peeks peeks around the room and makes sure nobody's looking and steals the gun out of the purse while they're in the room while they're in i don't know if it's while they're in the room or or i think she gets distracted and like has to leave for a second i think she like talks to a nurse or something but um yeah it's really good um but which uh, brings me to another point about her checking her purse uh, as she leaves is I think it's really funny because she immediately notices her gun's not there. Like as if she was like looking for her gun. <laughs> <laughs> like she walked out of this hospital. I was like, uh, let me check on him. Or like, I got to use this now. Um, <laughs> she was actually, ironically, she got down there and she was like, I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to put Stephen out of his misery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it's a good bit all around. So Trevor Johnson comes in and goes to kill Steven and he puts a pillow over Steven. He's going to smother Steven with a pillow and uh, Steven shoots him dead. Yeah. And as he does. Yeah. He shoots him dead twice. And that's, that's just, that's like it. That's the end of this opening sequence. Yeah. There. Um, Yeah. Well, it it has like some bearing over the rest of the movie. It's something, it's one of those things where it's like, be careful what you wish for type of a situation. Because sometimes in my head, when we we start these Steven movies and he's always like a former something or another. Right. And I'm like, why don't we ever get to know about, you know, what was going Mm. on when, when he was a current something or another. And so I, I kind of appreciated that we got a little bit of that in this movie. We got that's, a little bit of a taste. That's true. Yeah, because the, there's a little bit left in the movie of Steven going through physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get uh, we get some moments during the, the physical therapy thing where we... He he's like relearning techniques and such. He, you know, he's like throwing knives into like a uh, like a some sort of weird like hay board, yeah, well, <laughs> or like wood that he has the, in his backyard. The, the physical therapy Steven goes through. So the first scene is him like sitting down, and there is a um, like what I assume is like an actual nurse or you know somebody working through the, the the PT with him, and he's complaining about how he like doesn't know if he'll be able to walk again. Or I think that the woman says that he's lucky he will be able to but he has to work for it 
Yeah, that that sounds right. I, I remember them saying, like, you sustained injuries that would kill most men. Yes, they say that. <laughs> yeah, and I then, remember that specifically. They also tell him he's the inspiration for every guy who applies to the SWAT team. Every guy. Every single every guy. Every single guy that applies to the SWAT team is like, I'm just here for uh, Steven. But so she, uh, the next scene immediately after Steven's like already standing, he's just cooking in the kitchen. He's already fine. And then the rest of this montage of Steven, like getting his groove back is just Steven throwing his knives into his hay, <laughs> uh, cleaning, cleaning guns. Right. Yeah. He washes them. Yes. He, he cleans his guns over and over again. Like he's like, <laughs> he got shot and he forgot how to like rebuild the gun. I guess I, I literally don't know. Yeah, I don't and know then, what he's doing. And then him taking pills. <laughs> yeah. We're just uh, going between the, big, the three the of big those. Three. Yeah, the big three of any physical therapy. Cleaning your guns, uh, <laughs> throwing knives at hay, and taking pills. Yeah. Well, did you notice when, I think it's when he's cleaning the guns, um, he's, wearing, he's wearing some tiny glasses. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I kind of remember that, but like didn't. It didn't register it's, with me. It's just one scene, but it's this very uh, quick little little peek into into what Steven's got going on in the future yeah. when he's gonna when he's slowly about to transform into. And I do remember. I don't know which episode it was or how long ago it was, but I do remember you telling me that you would point out whatever movie it was that we first saw the glasses. So I congratulate oh. you on on uh, holding yourself to that. I don't know which episode it was, but I do specifically remember you saying when he starts wearing those glasses, I'm going to comment on it. I and, don't. Uh, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Longtime listeners uh, can tell us which episode it was, but um, I do remember that. So hey. Good, good job buddy thank you yeah. i guess we can end the show now i've done yeah <laughs> i've done what over. i set out to do <laughs> yeah it's over um so steven's weird little montage is also intercut with this boxing match yeah very weird um because like they haven't really told us who who these people are or, like why we're following them they they haven't at all which is it is an odd choice as for them to like introduce this like aspect of the movie and these characters intercut with steven's like getting his groove back montage. Yeah. Uh, but they are, uh, so the boxer is Mason Silver. Yeah, okay. I do remember uh, Mason, what's the girl's name? Like Nikki? Nikita. Nikita, yeah. Yes. Okay, I do remember some names. Yeah, and then her her dad, um, whose name I don't remember, it is Connor. Connor. But I, I didn't remember that one. I did remember Mason, Nikita, and uh, the bad guy, Jason Cross. <laughs> Jason Cross. What a name. So, um, Mason, Mason wins his boxing match and his girlfriend, Nikita and him are leaving the, the celebration party. Right. And they get into the parking garage (laughs) and everything about this is fucking bananas. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it didn't register with me I think as I was watching it, but as I'm recalling this scene it it is it's bananas. It's it's nuts. Well, so cuz the very first thing that stood out to me and and like the way I always go about this is like just trying to describe these really weird moments that like it's hard to, you know, put in like uh i guess just into words you know like uh yeah. like the weird shot that made it look like his girlfriend who who is like gone from the movie basically now <laughs> um 
but like that shot that made her look like she had a two foot arm and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, an incredibly memorable shot for me was right here as they begin to get into their limo and her bodyguard. And at the time, you know, I thought it was the boxer's bodyguard, but we later learned that her dad, Connor's uh, a big, rich, a big, rich guy, (laughs) I guess from big rich. Yeah. He's, he's uh, big and rich. Yeah. (laughs) He's big, rich. Uh, He, he, uh, the, the bodyguard, he's getting them in the car and he's like, oh great, here come the paparazzi. And he steps out of frame and as he leaves the frame, four dudes with cameras in like a single file line step into frame in unison and just start taking pictures of the car. Yeah, and they're like, come on, come on, Mason, come out of there, come on. Yeah, And and it is incredibly weird. It creates an incredibly weird energy, like a, a very low budget like they couldn't you know even try and like get these dudes to be there the whole time uh sort of energy yeah and and mason gets out of the car because he's got a pose for the pictures and yeah and the paparazzi guys open fire yeah all pull out guns kill the bodyguard all four of them have machine guns and there's this sudden shootout that erupts between the bodyguards and the paparazzi with their machine guns and uh one of them gets into the limo mason's still outside but nikita is in the back and one of them gets into the limo and this woman and i i don't want to be super rude you know only steven i think really is the only one who really deserves it um the rest of these people are just you know following their passion um, they're doing their best yeah but this woman during this scene horrendous she's just uh no 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 uh-uh ah no ah and uh the car drives away trying to kidnap her and she just gets out of the car yep she just <laughs> she, she just, just gets out of the car she runs down the stairs doors locked she runs up the stairs, doors open. Um, she escapes somehow. Yeah, she, she like just runs away. I mean, she, she just runs away. She jumps from one floor of the building to a lower floor of the building. Yep. And uh, then it cuts. We never see how actually she gets away, but she does. That's implied that she just ran home, I guess. Yeah. Um, and this actress we've actually seen before. Oh, really? Um, yes, very briefly. And I didn't recognize her. Um, I, this is actually from the IMDb trivia. Oh. Uh, it's, well, we know that's always true. No, but it, I mean, it's... it's, it's oh, just verifiable, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just the woman's acting credits. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to butcher her name, as I always do. Uh, Liesl Karstens. She played uh, the wife of Simon Ballister, Stephen's son in Urban Justice. Wow. I know. I I don't remember her. Um and she's she's not awful. That scene where she's yelling in the back of the limo is easily the worst she is in the whole movie. Um yeah, it's a very unflattering yeah, scene. Yeah, her. it's just not great. You know, maybe they didn't give her enough takes, you know. But yeah, uh, <laughs> maybe they didn't have uh, enough time or budget to to let her keep going and try again. Yeah. But she she runs away. And then we're back to Steve. And we find out that the police force is trying to push Steven out. Yep. 
And I it, I don't really get why. Like, I don't think it's really explained. Yeah, I, I maybe just they, uh, you know, maybe it's like, a, I've, I don't know how it works for for cops. I don't really know how it works for the military either, but it reminded me of like a, like an honorable discharge type of thing <laughs> where it's like, all right, you got hurt and we don't want you anymore. Yeah. And like, that's kind of how it came off to yeah. me. But like, I guess it's never really like explicitly said, but... That was sort of my assumption with it. It's like, all right, well, they shot you real good, so uh, stay home forever. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> find another line of work, buddy. Yeah, so he's done. He's done being a cop. And that's kind of like the end of this weird prequel to the character. And again, yeah. that's the end of the girlfriend. She is gone from the entire movie, never to be thought of again. Yeah. Uh, he gets a call from Nikita's dad, Connor, big and rich himself. Yep. Uh, basically saying, Hey, Steven, I need you to come help me out with a little problem. They're old pals. Uh, mm-hmm. They were cops together. Yeah. I think that that might be established earlier in the film. I think that there's a part where Steven's uh, GF is talking to him and is oh and again it's like it makes it unclear if if she's like actually dating him or like how long they've been dating i guess because she's like looking at all of his like medals and awards and stuff on the wall and like doesn't know what any of them are or like that he is from texas or anything like that and she's like who's this guy in this picture and i i'm pretty sure it's connor if i'm if i'm not yeah. mistaken no i mean they like establish that they've known each other obviously cuz he calls steven and is like hey steven buddy need you to come down right. but um I don't know if they it's actually. It's not that obvious, though. Yeah, with with these movies, it's not actually obvious no, that they would have set that up. <laughs> oh no, I just I just mean in general, it's obvious they know each other. Not that it's oh, obvious yeah, yeah, that's yeah. set up. I don't really know if it is. Like you're right. You see that picture of him, and Steven says yeah. something about like how Texas. Like <laughs> the girlfriend says something like kind of disparaging to Texas for some reason, and yeah. Steven's just like, ah, Texas is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, you know Steve. Me personally, big Texas guy. Love it. Uh, so Steven goes down to Texas where, uh, he, does. he meets this, uh, local detective and, uh, I want to say his name is Simon. Maybe. But maybe that's because I just read the name Simon Ballister from Urban Justice. Yeah. Um, Either let's way. see. Let's see. What is let's, this? Let's, let's take a look. Let's give the old one two. Okay. So on Wikipedia... And I, I just want to point this out. The Wikipedia plot summary for this movie is written out in numbered bullet points. That's weird. So it's just like 31, 31 listed out bullet points of every plot beat in the movie. Um, and his name is Simon. Hey. Wow. So that. Yes, Detective Simon doesn't trust Steven because uh, Steven shows up with a shit ton of guns. <laughs> yeah, he does. Which is kind of fair. Steven does show up. He's an ex-cop who shows up in Texas with like a lot of guns. And Steven doesn't even know what the issue is. He doesn't even know why Big and Rich called him out at this point. Yeah, Steven's just here with with his guns. That's just what he I think he says something. He's like, "Hey, man, you know, you know, cops and they and their guns." Yeah, that's what he says. That's what he packs every time he goes anywhere on any vacation. Yeah, he man. packs his arsenal. Um, 
but yeah, Sheriff Simon is um he really doesn't like Steve. He's very mean to Steven. Yeah. And uh Steven to to Steven's credit, Steven kinda takes it. He's like, Hey man, I'm just here to to meet my my friend Big Rich. Yeah. So he gets in a, a limo driven by Manuelo, Big and Rich's driver. I guess he's Nikita's right. Nikita's driver? He's somebody's driver. He's a driver. And he's a driver for the family. Yeah. And as they're heading home, uh, they see his cousin getting harassed by harassed by some local <laughs> toughs. Yeah, some local big boys. Yeah, some street thugs. And, uh, you know, he pulls the car over and he's like, hey, that's my cousin. And, of course, Steven's got to beat him up. Yep, Steven does what he does. And uh, an, an incredibly weird <laughs> dialogue choice in this scene. Um, you, you know what I'm talking about? You talking about the killing children thing? <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about when Steven <laughs> says, uh, I got a rule. Somebody yeah. pulls a knife on me, I kill them. But then, <laughs> but then I got another rule. I don't kill children. <laughs> Which I gotta tell <laughs> to be, you, Steven. <laughs> to be completely clear, also, to the audience, this is like a 35-year-old man he's talking to. This oh, is a yeah. grown man, yeah. yeah. Because we said, like, you know, local, like, street thugs or something, like, they might be, like, you're 16 right. years no, old you're or right. something. Yeah, this is a grown-ass yeah. 35-year-old man. No, Steven is trying to be insulting by calling this man a child, and... Correct. He, he just ends up saying the incredibly weird line, I have another rule, I don't kill children. Which, yeah. um, when, when you said, to be clear to the audience, I thought you were going to be clear, you are going to make it clear to the audience, we also have the same rule. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we do. We don't kill um, children. I didn't realize it was really something that you had to say. You didn't have to be like, <laughs> I, I live by a code. <laughs> I, it's in every one of my social media bios. Yeah, it's my bio. It's like... For- <laughs> First things first, I don't kill children. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like we're like a vehemently pro-life or something. Oh, that's true. Make a, make a, make a political well, statement. It also sounds like something you would say if you like totally killed children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <That's, laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. It sounds like, or, or it sounds like Stephen would be like, uh, "I got two rules. One, anybody that pulls a knife on me, I kill him. Two, I don't kill children anymore. Like, <laughs> Three, I don't eat hot dogs. Yeah. I don't smoke weed, and I definitely don't eat my own cum. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, it's like two truths and a lie. Yeah." Yeah, <laughs> I kill anybody that pulls a knife on me. I don't kill children. I eat my own gum. <laughs> you guess which one's the lie. <laughs> well, I guess in that one, it's I don't know. Regardless, yeah. Um, yeah. But okay, so then, then immediately after, Stephen fights these dudes, and then right. another one comes at him, and this time Stephen says. I told you, I don't like to kill children. <laughs> yeah, that changes the meaning. Yeah, quite well, a bit. Steven, exactly. Steven's, Steven's story is starting to lose some of its shape. Yeah, it's uh, not sure it holds water, man. We're, uh, <clears throat> there's some cracks in this. In this it's like Steve, Steven's rule. New, his new rule is going <laughs> yeah, full of. <laughs> No, I don't think we're allowed to say that. I think that I think that we can say yeah. it. 
They're going to come after us now. Oh, yeah. New rule here from Steven. New rule. <laughs> I don't always kill children. <laughs> but when I do, I definitely don't like it. Yeah. So he uh, beats them up, and they go home. And uh, ba- Oh. Yeah. I do want to say. Okay. Mm, another thing that happened in this scene, uh, product of uh, some of the, the poor sound in this film i don't know if steven said motherfucker in this scene or not um because like it kind of sounds like he says motherfucker he definitely says fucker um okay but like it's like i think because he's like fucking snapping one of these dudes arms or whatever yeah and uh you know he kind of like aggressively i see like like that type of thing but like underneath of like the crack (laughs) i couldn't tell if he said mother or not so I'm uh, I'm gonna submit this as perhaps the first uh, half motherfucker of all time, brother. I Stephen destroy, brother. I already added a point five to my count. Hell yes. All right. Uh, so they they go to Big and Rich's place. He lives on this giant fucking mansion, just an absolute palace. And uh, I guess it's from oil. That's like what's established. He he used to be a cop, and now he's like one of the richest men in Texas. And, yeah. And I guess it's yeah. just from oil. Yeah, maybe he's one of those dudes that like just went like found out his backyard had like millions of dollars of oil in it or something. Yeah, um, he went out I shooting. That, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a real thing, but <laughs> he went out shooting for food and yeah. uh, out from the ground. You know, yeah, came a bubbling he crude. Was, you know, he was just out there digging a hole, man. Boys <laughs> being boys. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just want to see how deep it could go and uh he found himself millions and millions of dollars man so he tells steven that what he wants is basically steven to just be his daughter's bodyguard um i of course assumed he was gonna have steven like investigate and go after the people who tried to kidnap his daughter but he just yeah. wants steven to be his daughter's bodyguard now Mm-hmm. And he asks, Stephen asks why he can't call the police. And I didn't write down the exact line, but the, basically his reason for not involving the police at all that he says is just like, uh, the, the police are racist. Oh, yeah, sick. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, well, I don't know how that applies here, but uh, you're not every, wrong. Everybody, every, everybody here is white, but uh, the police are racist. Uh, yeah, it's true. It's very weird. <laughs> but yeah, the whole thing's very weird. It's just it's just a bunch of white people with, uh, you know, white people bodyguards, white people criminals, white girl in trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. But in, indeed, correct. The police are racist. Um, <clears throat> um and Stephen, like he, Stephen tries his best in this in this scene. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I remember. Oh yeah, Stephen tries to laugh at one point during this scene. Uh, he he puts out a really forced laugh, and it sucks. But I was like, hey, look at Stephen trying because you know he didn't. You know he didn't want to laugh. They made him laugh. No, I I think there are a couple scenes here where he's like trying. Um, but <laughs> almost none of them make sense. I do respect this movie for being pretty wild. Um, yeah definitely so he he agrees um he's gonna become a bodyguard uh first things first steven gets to clean in his guns um he loves it yeah and uh so nikita is free to go out again go out on the town have a good time as long as steven Mm -hmm. comes and (laughs) there's a scene where she's like leaving 
to get ready to go and steven she's like walking outside and steven comes out of nowhere in this fucking mongo cowboy hat <laughs> monster <laughs> cowboy hat <laughs> steven with this doug dimodome ass is, fucking cowboy hat. it is beautiful it was amazing i don't think i've been so enthralled by a steven costume since out for justice I, yeah, I agree. It is a very powerful cowboy hat. <laughs> it's right. Oh, what? The fucking, was it the sleeveless fucking shirt and the beret when he showed up to his partner's death and out for justice? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's right up there with the sleeve of the shirt and the brand. Yeah. It's completely agree. And in a, a, a true tragedy, the cowboy hat gone after this scene. Yeah, and I remember when he talks to Big Rich that, um, he he like gives him the cowboy hat i think and it's just like hey man just trying to help you fit in down here yeah. and so i was like damn is steven gonna wear this cowboy hat the whole movie but he didn't yeah i was i was very disappointed um but he gives her a necklace that has a tracking device in it and yeah. puts it on and they have a very weird moment uh beginning a movie full of them having very weird moments she uh giggles while he puts it on and is like, oh, Steven, that tickles. Um, yeah, and she was immediately, like, right before this, like, not feeling it. She yeah. was, like, upset about talking to Steven. She did not want Steven to put this necklace on. She was like, it looks stupid. Yes. Then like, Steven <laughs> is just like, turn around, which is uh, awful. <laughs> it, made me, it made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> and uh, Steven puts the necklace on, and she's like, oh, oh, wow um yeah she you know typical steven magic yeah well ugh. so she she giggles and steven's kind of just stoic typical steven just not responding at all and she immediately just goes to what's the matter don't you like women <laughs> yeah um like we're not yeah it, it's it's really good yeah, we're not beating around the bush here <laughs> um and steven says i love women Oh, I love women. Bob, you're the boss's daughter. <laughs> and yeah, it's awful. Yeah, they have makes me squirm. They have a very uncomfortable relationship. This entire movie, gonna jump to the end and establish that it, it kind of just drops off. Like there's never any actual like uh, romantic moments between them. Thank God. I don't know yeah. how old this actress was. Um. Steven was 57 in this movie. That's crazy that he's that old. I like did not I mean I knew he looked bad but like I I just, I just didn't know like that he looked old too but like wow, he's 57. I mean I guess he does like dye the shit out of his hair. Yes. So like the like immediate signs of him being old like having discolored hair at this point um you don't get to see so like you kind of have to ballpark him but damn 57 is old older than i thought he was i thought maybe he was like 49 or like 45 no he is 57 um damn. at least when this movie came out but you know, yeah probably like 56 damn so that means he's like pretty old now yes he is <laughs> damn so he's like really old and like kind of overweight like what if he like dies well, I don't like to, you know, I don't like to be mean. I know you don't like to say know? it, but also, like, this is quite literally like a podcast. Oh, yeah, you're that's, that's true. They will, they will be able to hear me no matter what. So nobody that's... hears. This is the part of our podcast we don't want anyone to hear, but we are going to leave it in. Like, look, 
You know, I talk the way I talk. <clears throat> but um, not me. It looks like shit. Yeah, like, yeah, like he. What if? Oh, what if he got like COVID? I. I what if? Oh, I. I'd love it. <laughs> he. He is sixty-eight. He's sixty-eight 60. right now. Yeah. I don't know. It feels. It feels a little. Feels a little dirty. Feels a little wrong to be on my podcast with, uh, wishing a man would die. Uh, so I'm not gonna make a habit of it, but um, but we can't. We can move on from this segment, but like you know, I'll just, if <laughs> I have to segment. stand by what I just said, <laughs> if I have to stand by what I just said, if we have to stand by death chat with Dylan J. Welcome back to Dylan Jones's Death Wish. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to Death Wish with Dylan Jones. Dylan, who are you wishing death on today? Stephen Seagal. Naughty. <laughs> Very naughty. Um, you know, look. It's not a good place to be. It's not uh it's not fun to be sitting uh, you know, here on my podcast on my high horse and I wish Steven Seagal was dead. But like all I'm gonna say is God <laughs> you just you just got Rush Limbaugh, so uh at the time of this recording. Uh so you know, maybe Steven. That's all I'm gonna say. Maybe Steven. Um, maybe Steven. Do you... <laughs> that, that concludes this segment, maybe Steven. <laughs> do you remember when we started this podcast? Like, the day? Yeah. Not, <laughs> not, the, not, the, not the day. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that was, that was a little more aggressive than it needed to be. Why? What, what, what happened the day we recorded? I don't remember what it was, but apparently Steven's birthday is April 10th. Oh, that's a little spooky. That is a little spooky. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the day we finish it. Will be the day he dies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hmm. <clears throat> That's something to look into. Yeah, we'll have to find a uh, some some way to celebrate whatever we're recording on. Uh, close to the tenth. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for that episode. Anyway. Um, I don't know how old that that actress was. Steven was 57. I would have to wager he is at least 30 years older than her, if not 30, yes. inc- incredibly close to that, you know, range. Maybe he's 29 <laughs> years older than her, but not much not much uh lower than that. And their relationship is weird. <laughs> Yes, uh, and it's canonically weird um, because he has known, Stephen has mm-hmm. known this girl since she was like an infant, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since she was a little girl. Yeah, it's, oh, it's very weird. <laughs> and uh, basically whenever there's any actress that has to be romantic with Stephen, I kind of like feel very bad for them and very uncomfortable and like in some ways like legitimately worried it was really tough watching this movie because I felt so bad for this woman. <laughs> yeah. Having to act as a romantic lead against fucking 57 year old melting Steven Seagal. Uh, so they, they go out for a night on the town, Steven and Nikita, and then uh, Mason, the boxer. I'll go to this club. It's the only club in town. It's the same one that they've been to before the same one they go to later um and this uh gangster whose name is not alex cross the uh james patterson character 
I kept wanting to call him that. It is Jason Cross. Uh, He's a local mobster, not very uh, fleshed out beyond that, you know. Yeah. And he, he gives Mason some money to throw his next fight. And uh, Mason's off somewhere else doing some cocaine, and this dude wipes cocaine off his upper lip and then rubs it on his gums. He wipes off Classic. Mason's upper lip and then rubs it on his yeah. own gums. <clears throat> A very good power move. Yeah. I, I had some respect. I'd be fucking intimidated if somebody wiped cocaine off my nose and then rubbed it on their gums. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to what might be... It's no, it's my second favorite line in this movie. There's a line later that is uh I think an incredibly well written joke. I just don't know if it was supposed to be. But uh so we come back to where Nikita, one of her friends, are in the bar, and there's this dude hitting on them. And he's right. And he says, you know, I got kicked out of Boy Scouts for eating brownies. That's his line. <laughs> you know, I got kicked out of Boy Scouts for eating brownies. <laughs> yeah. And the way I took it, I was like, okay, well, maybe he means, like, pot brownies. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. And I was like, well, and that's cool, right? Like, to go up to a woman at a club and be like, <laughs> you know, I got kicked out of Boy Scouts <laughs> for eating pot brownies. But, of course, to go up to a girl at a club and you say anything about Boy Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, probably not the best first move yeah um that you've got in your in your arsenal yeah well steven beats him up yeah yeah man's was being uh being whack being creepy yeah so uh, and steven steven whips their ass uh, another just like uh kind of bizarre thing about these movies is like steven constantly beating up people for doing the crimes that he commits <laughs> in real life uh like to the point where it's like kind of suspicious <laughs> like how often steven like beats up people who are like trying to do weird sex crimes well i think Um, i think that's not so much like i don't know whatever you're reading into it as i think it's more just laziness of the screenplay of trying to like one have steven have a reason to fight someone like they're just trying to manufacture an action scene even if it's just steven beating up some dudes in a bar and then also a really like lazy way to try and ingratiate him to the audience and to the Definitely. other characters, because here it it's what makes uh, Nikita fall in love with him, is Correct. this. So it, it not only we, the audience, are like, wow, Steven saved the day, uh, the other characters are like, wow, Steven saved the day. Um, and it's just an incredibly lazy way to do that, and that's why they do it in every single movie multiple times. Yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah. But uh, Mason's really mad because the, apparently this dude <laughs> was his friend. And uh, he he, he uh, gets in a fight with Nikita before they leave. And um, so there's I'm, I'm <laughs> there's a scene where she's talking to her dad and telling him what happened and saying that she wished Stephen had beat up uh, Mason as well. Right. And in this mm-hmm. moment, Stephen's like walking past and like smiles at that line and yeah. then she's just like did you just smile and steven <laughs> steven like immediately like puts his frown back on <laughs> yeah that's that's good too yeah so uh, this movie's got some, this movie's got some moments dude 
we haven't we haven't even gotten to my favorite part um yeah so steven uh he's in town and simon the detective kind of tracks him down and we learn a little bit more about this uh cross guy and according to simon he's a violent separatist and he believes whites and mexicans shouldn't mix okay so you added an and in there and so maybe i missed it but i thought what this movie was positing to us was that the meaning of the word separatist (laughs) is that this man believes white people and mexican people should not be having uh, babies together wow so i yeah so i I, that might be worth like a rewatch because like my whole perception of this scene was that this man walked up to steven and said that this man cross was a separatist because he was racist (laughs) i don't know if i would argue against that i may have just put that and in there just you know my own understanding of like language (laughs) right but it might I will do a live uh, a live check on that. Uh, yeah, because that's really really good. If he says he's a separatist, you know, he doesn't believe in <laughs> in, in white people and Mexicans. Uh, yeah, because I that I really liked that. I was like, wow, this movie is dumb as hell. Um, so yeah, a little live look in here. Uh, Steven's destroy first. Oh, besides that time, you made me listen to the credits in that one movie. Oh yeah, what was it? Uh, for- Into the sun. I think that, but no, I wasn't into the sun. That's the one where they build the hospital, or they save the hospital. Oh, the one with Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, the one with Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, that's today you die. Today you die. Yeah, yeah. I, it really does bother me that I know that. I've actually pulled that knowledge <laughs> out before, um, and I guess it's fine because, like, I remember it because, like, it's the one that had her in it. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, but just. Doesn't it just suck to have that much knowledge about Steven Seagal? Yeah, every so often <clears throat> it like hits me how much I know about him, and it like sucks. Yeah, it really does. Like I, I, I hate it. Like when we started, I thought maybe it would be like a, a kind of like weird or like interesting thing, but I like actively hide it. <laughs> yeah, no, I like <laughs> if somebody brings up for some reason, somebody brings up Steven Seagal around me, I will like keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I like. I do not. I do not want to talk about it. Um, all right. I have the film pulled up, and I think I'm right at the line. I'm gonna do a little, okay. a little live investigation. Yeah. Here we go. All right. So, Stephen has asked what Simon knows, and Simon says, <laughs> "Okay." So he says he's a violent separatist. You know. He believes whites and Mexicans shouldn't mix. So, where, where are you falling on that? Are you are you falling on? He's a violent separatist, thereby he thinks whites and Mexicans shouldn't mix. Or he is a violent separatist, comma he thinks whites and Mexicans shouldn't. Hold on, mix. I'm doing one more listen. I'm doing one more, one more listen. One more listen. <laughs> this is very important. I think he is saying he believes whites and Mexicans shouldn't mix as explanation for what separatist means. I think that that is what the movie is saying, is that that's what separatist means. Hell yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shout out Shout out to this dumb fucking movie, <laughs> the, the Keeper. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Um, 
Well, Steven's response to that is just crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, People these days. So then we get Nikita talking to her dad about how much she likes Steven, how Steven makes her feel safe, safer than she's ever felt with anyone before, except for her daddy. Um, Yeah. (laughs) and, And... and then immediately she goes to find Steven. Steven's just like sitting alone quietly as he's, you know, as, as he's ought to do. And they have, like, I couldn't even explain this conversation. I tried to write down like dialogue, but I felt like I was getting it wrong because it's so insane and like non sequiturs. It's like they filmed their scenes separately and then cut it together and they were both like <laughs> talking about different stuff. Yeah. Um, it's total nonsense. Um, you can set the scene a little bit more before we get to the line, but there, there was one line in this particular exchange that I liked a lot from Stephen. Well, I mean, I don't really have any lines written down. I don't know the <laughs> flow. So if you want to walk us through this I, Because the problem is, is I wrote down the line and just forgot what they were talking about. Okay. So she says, she, they're talking about her old bodyguard who got killed. And then, yeah. for some reason, she's telling Steven about how the bodyguard and her driver, Manuelo, are half-brothers, but they don't like to tell anybody that. They, like, don't tell anyone their business. Right. And then Steven says, and I quote, you know, with folks like that, that's the way they are. And it's uh, just uh, it's just such a fucking nothing yeah. line that it like it, like, struck a chord with me. No. I was like, with <laughs> folks like that... That's the way they are. That is actually like the lie that I tried to write down. That I was just like, why am I even bothering writing this down? <laughs> yeah. Like they have this, it's a total nonsense conversation that means nothing. She, she just talks about her old bodyguard and Steven's like, well, you know, people are how they are. And she's like, damn, Steven, thanks. Wow. I never thought of it like that. And then, uh, and then we get my favorite part of this movie. They go back to the same bar, the same club and Steven and the driver are waiting inside and um this is an incredibly crafted joke that i i really can't imagine was not intended joke it is so good uh yeah so steven says uh or the, so the driver and steven are, are sitting around and they're drinking water and the driver says are you sure we can't have something with a little more kick steven's like nah we're, we're working we're working nah we, we can't do that and the driver says why not you're the bodyguard I'm just the driver. Should have got a huge laugh. That's an incredible line. That's an incredible <laughs> line. Why can't we have? Why can't we drink something with a little more kick? I'm just the driver. Incredible. Very good. I'm like actively <clears throat> mad that you didn't laugh at more at that. And I know you've seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, so maybe that's. Why. But I'm still mad. I fucking loved that line so much. Um, and uh, she. They take her outside, Nikita, to go home, and she's throwing up in the parking lot and uh, tells Steven about some ornate umbrella he gave her. Yeah, some, some, something stupid. Yeah, and, and she's like, she was a little kid, and she still has it. And it's very weird because they have so much, like, forced tension, like, romantic tension. Yeah. And, um,. This is right about where we get to where I kind of stop giving a shit about this movie as much. Yeah, I I would agree. It kind of hits <clears throat> Steven territory here. It does. It's like the the mark of the mark of one of these movies finally being to a point where I would come on here and say 
almost all are, are like maybe not all but like mostly are like a maybe a, like 60 40 majority positive things about the movie is if like the whole movie made me feel like the first 45 minutes of this movie did and like mm-hmm. the easiest way for that is like if we get to the final battle and i give any kind of a fuck about what's going on yep um and once again this week this movie did fall short <clears throat> and i did like zone out during the last battle as i almost always do because it's like all right well we're here yep. <laughs> gonna kill everybody and then we're gonna go home yeah uh but yeah i mean credit to this movie because up until this point uh certainly we've 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 gotten on some very very goofy things that happened during the first 45 minutes or so of the movie but like overall it's like it's pretty well made or like functionally made mm-hmm. uh and like watchable and like the music in it doesn't like completely fucking suck and you know you know what i mean just like all the moving mm-hmm. parts are like yes yeah, yeah all right yeah that, that could work and it wouldn't make me sick to my stomach <laughs> you know and uh so you know we're, we're a little ways from the end but i i do want to give the keeper uh, a bit of credit uh, f- uh for that before we get into the like the objectively worst parts of the movie yeah um Steven, so so we're kind of just into like explaining the plot territory now, but uh remember how Cross wanted Mason to throw his fight like 30 minutes ago in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, now Mason's going to meet with his guys and he tells them no and they threaten to uh, cut cut off one of his fingers with uh yeah. like wire cutters. And he says like that he knows what they really want is the land. And that it will help them kidnap Nikita. And then basically he sets up Nikita to get kidnapped by these dudes. Um, A pretty boring action scene in car chase while Steven tries to stop them. They get away. There's one moment. Uh, There's, there, oh, 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 you're going to say there's one moment in in here? Okay, yeah, yeah, then go for it. Well, no, I I think we both have moments is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't think mine's going to be the same as yours, though. Okay, because mine's like a little a little line that made me laugh. Then yeah, I don't have that that moment. Okay, um, then I, I will just say that the driver <clears throat> of the car that has Nikita in it, um, I, I think he's like on the phone with his boys. They're like in you know one of the other cars or whatever in this in this whole big fucking chase, and it's just his delivery of this line where he says like. Because uh, it's awful. And he says, uh, the bodyguard is tailing me. Get him off my ass! And it's, uh, <laughs> he says it kind of like that. And I, I liked it a lot. So I just wanted to put that one in there. I liked your line read. Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'd cast you. Yeah, uh, I got the job. Got the job. So the, the part that I liked is after, at the end of the chase, Steven um, has, he like has his gun trained on them. They're all out of cars. Um, and he's got his gun trained on the mother holding Nikita, and this motorcyclist just sort of just drives by and smacks Steven's gun out of his hands. <laughs> That's pretty. And, good. It, and it, I like, unironically liked it, I guess, because it gets goofy, yeah. but it's also just like so simple, and I, I like you never see that in a movie really, <clears throat> mainly because it's pretty yeah. dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty silly. But I, I really liked it. This man just smacking Steven's gun out of his hands. Um, so, and then it really is kind of like, we're just finishing the movie. Uh, Steven finds out, uh, so, so big and rich, he was trying to get oil 
He was trying to tap into some oil, but instead he found a bunch of uranium. The, like, one of the richest deposits of uranium in the history of North America. Incredible. And that is what this gangster wants, is a bunch of uranium. So he could become, I guess, like, a mass terrorist. (laughs) Yeah, quite quite a twist from this movie yeah i mean this dude is literally going full super villain and it's never really addressed it mainly is just like we got to get back the daughter not really addressing the fact that this dude is literally trying to become a super villain yeah the word like nuclear bomb is never used during this movie no nobody ever puts that together where it's just like yeah he really wants this uranium i don't know why but like so anyway he's got our daughter we gotta we gotta fix that so like uh, but yeah, no, the whole the whole thing of uranium and like how like truly evil this this guy is is like never addressed. I mean, it's it's like beyond evil. It's like fucking insane. Like he is just at the beginning of the movie, he's just a mobster trying to get a dude to throw a fight. Yeah, and then like halfway through, it's just like, oh, by the way, he's he's going to blow up Fort Knox. <laughs> Yeah, he like he levels all the way up uh, in terms of his his villainy. Yeah, uh, yeah he goes f- yeah again, just like local mob <laughs> guy try- trying to, and that's the thing too, like because like there's the paparazzi and stuff. Like, did his, the fight that uh, that Mason wins earlier in the movie? Did it not just look like they were at just like a local boxing gym? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and so like there's pop. I never really got that uh but anyway well they weren't real paparazzi <laughs> that's true but he is like in the back of a limo and is like not surprised by it well he's like oh well, they're here yeah and they talk about his fame and they're like he doesn't love me he just loves being famous and it's like is he famous <laughs> like dude it looks like that's a gym you pay like a hundred bucks a month to go to or something like that's not like he's not in fucking vegas or something <laughs> you know this is not pay-per-view shit uh, most pay-per-view boxers people don't know i would <laughs> i would imagine since i don't think i can name you more than three boxers so <laughs> um anyway just something to something i noticed so at the uh end of the movie is basically steven going to rescue the daughter um they have uh big and rich craft up some fake contracts like he's going to sign over the land where the uranium is and there's yeah. a really good part where this really like <laughs> dweeby looking accountant dude. <laughs> yeah. It's like right before shit hits the fan. Um Steven has our Steven goes full micro Michael Myers in this movie again. Um, yes, he does. There are these two dudes who are like uh, set up on the meet with sniper rifles. They're crosses men who are watching the meeting to make sure that everything goes smooth. And Steven comes up behind these dudes and just stabs them over and over again <laughs> with a big knife. Not even like, you know, like a, a covert neck, sna- neck stab or even a, a throat slice. He is just going like full Michael Myers, just raising and lowering that knife just jamming it into these dudes yeah no it's it's fucking violent um and so steven he he gets uh the sniper rifle and he gets a calm and he starts talking to one of the you know other henchmen and that dude's like something's not right boss and then as shit starts hitting the fan this really dweeby accountant dude <laughs> Who's like looking? Who's like looking through the contracts? It's just like, Mister Cross, pages are missing. These contracts are useless. And then Steven, yeah, I, just... 
yeah. Steven starts I, I wrote that in all I wrote that in all caps. That's one of my favorite lines of the whole movie. It was really good. Um Steven goes sniper mode, the grandpa's fight. Um, I don't think we established it, but Cross is a pretty old dude. Big and Rich is a pretty old dude, and these grandpas just start scrapping it out on the ground. Um, That's actually my last note for the movie, actually, is just grandpa fight. I and, also uh, have I just the note. In from the... <laughs> grandpa fight. <laughs> Harrowing. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I zoned out after that. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what happened. Steven, Steven won. <laughs> yeah, Steven wins. There's a, um, like a final fight between him and a henchman and i honestly don't know if this is some dude that steven has been running into throughout the movie or not to like give it some amount of weight or just some random bulky dude but um they, they have this moment where the uh, nikita's out there the henchman has her and steven walks out henchman tries to shoot steven but his gun is empty and he goes i give up and steven says after you're dead maybe henchman replies fuck it <laughs> <laughs> immediately after saying i give up he goes fuck it and then and this is how he says it me casa su casa motherfucker <laughs> and, yeah. and then they start fighting and steven kills this man either he rips out his throat or he just jams his hand into this man's neck and kills him instantly um don't know which one it was <clears throat> yeah one way or the other this man's dead as hell. Yeah. But then, so the movie ends. I mean, Steven kills everybody <laughs> and the movie yeah. just ends. There is no, um, and again, like I said, there's that weird, very weird romantic subplot or like tension between them. And while it is a relief that that is not wrapped up, it is still like weird to the flow of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's still like a knock on the keeper that they did not address it. Yeah. I guess like the the best result would have been a little ending scene where it's like made it makes it very clear that they are not romantically involved. Yeah, she's just like, "Thanks for helping, Stephen." And Stephen's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go back home to my girlfriend or, or whatever like, that's in Los Angeles." Yeah, or if she was like, you know, interested in Stephen, you know, I like that's like one thing, you know, for her to have a crush on Stephen, but like a scene where she, you know, like maybe tries to kiss him and he's just like, "Whoa." <laughs> I watched you grow up. Yeah. <laughs> Please back be off. Nice. That would be yeah, the ideal. That'd be nice. That would be the ideal. Yeah. Um, I think if I had to choose, I would between, if I had to choose between the way it does end or them getting together, I'd choose the way it does end. But definitely, you know, there's still a way to have a better ending, but, uh, and that's, that, that's it. That's the keeper. That is the keeper. Oh, uh, we did. I don't really like need to talk about the scene all that much. Cause like, it's whatever. Uh, but we did skip over a couple of scenes, and one of them was Stephen goes to Mason's mm-hmm. like house or wherever he is. He's hanging out, and he's like doing cocaine off some some girl's butt or whatever. Yep. And uh, Stephen does call somebody a motherfucker in that scene, and that was the only reason I brought it up. Okay. Well, yeah. I did actually want to talk about this scene. I realized that we skipped it. I did want to talk about this one. Um, yeah. So he goes to Mason's house, and Mason does have some bodyguards and these dudes might be henchmen i'm not really sure i think one <laughs> yeah. of them though is the friend from the bar that he beats up yeah the guy who got that... kicked out of boy scouts yeah i can't remember for sure for sure but like that would be something that would make sense <laughs> I, yeah and steven just slaughters all these dudes 
Yeah, Steven just walks up to one of them and and, and snaps their neck yep. uh, without warning. Yeah, he uh, uh, he shoots two of the friends that are in there, and uh, he also talking about. Um, you mentioned how uh, Mason's in there doing cocaine off this girl's butt. Well, Steven says the line, Nikita's out... All right, hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. <clears throat> Nikita's yeah, out there it. in all kinds of jeopardy right now. And you're in here fucking around with some stanky hoe trying to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, that one feels like Steven improvised it. That one felt like Steven improvised it, for sure. And they begged Steven to say anything else. <laughs> Like Steven, please. We want people to watch this. Steven, I, Steven, I don't really think that's something that you should be saying. <laughs> Steven. Steven. Steven, you're a 57 year old man. <laughs> Steven, you can't say stanky ass hoe. You're a 50 year old or 57. You're almost 60 years old, Steven. Um, and that is the keeper. That is. That's the keeper. Our first uh, introduction to Keone Waxman. And as we've both already said yeah i'm i'm fine with yeah. that you know what if keone wants to keep pumping out the keeper um it's gonna make my life a lot easier yeah if we have eight more keepers in in uh you know rearing to go plus machete uh here in in our home stretch um then you know i can i can deal with that i could too um Let's do some IMDb trivia. Let's do it. All right. So last week's trivia for Driven to Kill was Steven Seagal is a notoriously sweaty eater, and after pounding a large ice cream cake on set, the floor became too slippery and the set was shut down for four days. And uh, this was approved. <laughs> oh, man. We are recording this episode disturbingly recently after the recording of our Driven to Kill episode. Yeah, um, we were a little naughty. We were and we, we we were taking too much time between episodes, so we we punished ourselves for that. Well, yeah. we also had to try and prove to the the higher ups that we could get it right, and uh, felt <laughs> yeah, the urgency. That's but that's uh, true. They they are in the room listening yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, this is our first one that we're recording um, on, under surveillance. <laughs> They've got a big, they got a big, yeah. uh, like a seven second delay going and a big sensor button in case one of us says the S word. Yeah. Um, well, I, I only say that because in the few days since that went up, somebody has already marked it not interesting. What? Yes. Zero of one found this interesting. Well, I'm going to make an account and make it one of two. Okay. Um, that's what, I, that's what I'm going to do today. That's Yeah. So, I already said the one piece of trivia for the keeper, which is that uh, the actress who played Nikita was also in Urban Justice. So let's um, see if we could get away with it again. <laughs> see if they just keep letting us do it. That's uh, that's the name of the game, brother. Let's really push this one. Okay. Let's let's push it. Let's really push the limits on this one. Um, I know the things that are usually gonna get it bounced are like acknowledging i think other movies yep but i think we're okay as long as we don't like mention other movies so let's really push yeah. it let's see if that if that stays true if we can get wild but okay um let's try to get let's try to get wild then um so it's it's the keeper mm-hmm. 
It's uh, it's in Texas. Mm-hmm. There's Big Rich. There's Uranium. Stephen wears the big hat. Stephen wears the big hat. Now, there's, now, now, yeah, now, yeah. now. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> now, what if the hat was only in one scene because something happened to it? Okay. Now that I can, that I can, I can move with. All right. So, in the keeper, Steven Seagal wears a ten-gallon hat okay. for one scene. Now, now, what if we said Steven Seagal's prized ten-gallon hat <laughs> only appears? No. no? <laughs> Oh no! I said I was gonna say now, like now oh, we're talking. There you went. No, <laughs> no, stupid, dumb. Okay, so Steven Seagal's prized ten-gallon hat only appears in one scene, instead of being a signature part of his outfit, as originally intended. This is because. Now what happened? What happened to Steven's hat? Who's somebody that famously wears a cowboy hat? Uh, uh, cowboys. <laughs> Is there other any? Does uh, Timothy Elephant f- in uh, Justified? Does, okay. Does <laughs> Raylan Givens? Does Burt Reynolds frequently wear a Dylan. a cowboy hat? Dylan. Is, no, does he? Dylan. Does he? Dylan. He's dead. Oh, we can't talk about dead people. Well, he wasn't dead when this movie came out. That's true. I don't. I don't really think that's true. I don't really know. Okay. That might be because, like, impersonations of him I've seen have featured cowboy hats. Him and Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit, not Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> Although I think that works, because isn't the Bandit a car? Who knows? So, uh, so... Well, actually, somebody knows, but but not me. Oh, wow. So apparently... <laughs> apparently, Bandit is the person. Oh. So who's Smokey? Yeah. Is new Smokey podcast. the car? New new podcast, who's Smokey? <laughs> Hold on. So I think Smokey is the car. So Smokey in the bandit would be uh pretty crazy. Yeah, not something we're used to seeing. Yeah. Um Okay, so who alright. Let me Google who wears cowboy hats. <laughs> I just put, I Googled who wears a cowboy hat. Famous cowboy hats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Were you going to say somebody, somebody stole it? I was going to say that somebody like caught wind of it and like showed up on set and intimidated Steven out of wearing it. Okay. Um, now, what if a big gust of wind carried it away? <laughs> yeah, okay. A big gust of wind carried it away, and they had other hats that Stephen could wear, but Stephen refused. He said, that one was my hat. No other hat will be my hat. Okay. Uh, a big gust of... This is because a big gust of wind carried it away. Uh, the costume department had other hats... But after the heartbreak of losing his most valuable possession, Steven swore to never wear a cowboy hat again. Beautiful. Poetic. Okay. All right. Did I just, like, steamroll all your suggestions? I wasn't paying attention. Okay, but I guess it's fine. (laughs) 
it don't matter. None of this matters. You want to add one last little coda to it? That's all yours? Absol- abs- absolutely not. Absolutely not. You want me to write absolutely not at the end? Absolutely. <laughs> Psych. Not. <laughs> okay. Should I put a big not at the end? <laughs> I just clipped the shit out of my microphone. My apologies That's to anybody okay. listening to this. Um, um, yeah, I- put a put a put a big psych at the end. <laughs> I would have put not. Yeah, just put not. Okay. okay. Let's see if that that gets uh see if that gets in there. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we'll give that one a try. That's definitely pushing the limits. I think it's really pushing the limits. Um Hey. Hey. Let's do some sentencing. sentencing. Oh, you know what? I've heard of a little sentence or two. We can- we can, we can do a little sentence around here. Yo, we've been sentencing all podcast, if you think about That's it. That's true. Yeah, we've been uh, Contracting. laying forth the case. Oh, I meant like making sentences, like speaking in sentences. I, I don't do that. Um, so what are you thinking um, for the keeper? I don't know. So I, I had a really rough time the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, against the dark and driven to kill, I hated so much, and I didn't want to give them the satisfaction of a harsh sentence. Um, yeah. I didn't want them to know that they had... <laughs> which, which in retrospect makes no goddamn sense to me. But I'm glad that you're happy with your with your sentencing. So, I kind of it, it's kind of caused me a problem now. Yeah, <laughs> because because you're gonna make you're gonna make this movie potentially have a worse sentence than those last two movies i am and i think what i'm going to have to do is kind of pad this sentence because steven got off so light yeah but i also do want to give the keeper a little bit of a uh i don't know like like still have the sentence be reasonable it's not like i want to give him a life sentence for this movie but yeah I am going to have to make this a harsher sentence than the other two. It's still not good, you know? Right. And uh, it does have that very uncomfortable stuff with Steven and the little girl that he <laughs> saw grow up. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go 20 years. Yeah. I'm going to go 20 years. I think given the parameters you set there, that I think, I think 20 is a, a decent uh, sentence for Steven. Um, I am going to view things a bit differently since I, uh, don't have, uh, the issue that, that, uh, you mentioned here. I, I've won, I've been very harsh on Steven lately. Um, and he's earned it. Um, and I actually don't have <clears throat> too many bad things to say about the film that we watched. Uh, and this might be actually one of my lighter sentences in months, probably because we've seen some very bad movies for the last like four months um so i don't remember the last time i went this low but i am gonna go uh 10 years for the keeper wow 10 years steven steven getting off incredibly light this week uh combined 30 years yeah and uh that is gonna make steven's total life sentence or total sentence including the life sentence that he already deserves nine consecutive life sentences plus 24,614.5 years beautiful 
uh, our motherfucker count this week, I got 3.5, our first uh, half. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, next week we'll be returning to Keone Waxman's uh, oeuvre with a dangerous man. Um, one of the few people to have back-to-back Stevens in the same year. Yeah, we don't uh, get those often. The Keeper came out October 19th, and A Dangerous Man came out December... Oh my god. It came out in December 28th in the UK. But it came out... Do what? It came out February 9th, 2010 in the US. Oh man. I didn't account for this. We don't know what to do here. Because uh, we're in the US. Yeah, if nobody could tell from my inability to say <laughs> say anyone's say names. anyone's names, yeah. Um, hey, let's we'll see how it goes. Right, that's, that's the Stephen Destroy motto, baby. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, thanks for listening. True. Uh, if you returned after last week, thank you, and uh, retroactively, we apologize. Yeah, hey, last week, you know, it happens to the best of us, but uh, we, uh, we're sorry. It, it, you know, we're sorry. It's not, uh, it's not the type of episode we wanted to make. Yeah. I hope, I hope you can understand our circumstances, surely. But we'll be back with a dangerous man and uh, keeping things classic, keeping things simple. Uh, yeah. As always, thanks to Talk Film Society. For, for giving us a, a home, even when we don't deserve it, even when we we disrespect the home and we uh, chew up chew up the rug, uh, and so show show your thanks on our behalf by going to patreoncom society uh, Go to talkfilmsociety.com, I guess. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, check it out. Check it out. There's other podcasts on there, better podcasts, podcasts that absolutely <laughs> would not dream of having an episode where they just didn't talk about the movie. Yeah, an episode that would not waste your time like we did last yeah. week. Yeah, or or arguably like we do every week. Um, it's Stephen Destroy. And then, of course, uh, send us emails. We got some email addresses for you. There's Stephen Destroy podcast at gmail.com there's steven seagal podcast at gmail.com if you're interested steven seagulp at gmail.com and then even steven seagulp podcast at gmail.com which to to make it clear uh we're dub we're doubling up on the p's there so it's steven seagulp podcast two p's but you could also just do steven destroy podcast at gmail.com or steven seagal podcast at gmail.com uh, both simpler to type and both work <laughs> and both work they all work you know yeah. nothing ever comes through you know it's good to have all these emails now because i'm just signing up for for uh, free trials for things now <laughs> over and over again um but every now and then you know it would be nice if the little notification wasn't that my cbs all access is ending but that somebody had a question or a comment Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Anything else that we like to say on this show? Uh, you can review us on uh, iTunes. Yeah, that's a place where podcasts are consumed. 
Okay, that's that you it. Can, that you can review. That's all I got. Comment on the the SoundCloud uploads. Yeah, comment on Com- the SoundCloud. Yeah, just be like, hey, I really liked this part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could bring it on home. We're, I mean, we're done. You know what? We're yeah, no here. reason to keep going. Uh, hey, folks back home, from me to you, from us to you, thanks folks for listening. And, <laughs> and uh, as, uh, as Stephen would say, if he were here, which thank God he isn't, thanks for listening. Motherfuckers. Why don't you take your lively chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? Starting to get scared. Starting to get scared. Get the fuck out of here. We have a problem. Steven started ad living. I guess that means I won't get to see you go through puberty. I will snatch every motherfucker birthday.